Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. A cupbearer and a woman in exile. How can both of these save a nation? That's what we're going to look at today on day 271 in our journey through the Bible. Let's get started. Once again, friends, welcome back to the podcast. And I have been waiting for one week to say this. I hope you're having a good fall. Now, why am I emphasizing that? Because I totally messed it up last week. Last week, in the first few minutes, in the time that I'm doing what I'm doing right now, I said spring twice. And I've been doing that this entire season. I was writing something recently and I put spring. I've been talking to people saying spring. I don't know why. I do understand the seasons. I know my seasons. I know my days of the week. I know my months. I know those things. I just, I don't know. You get behind this microphone and you mess things up. So I couldn't wait to correct that. I appreciate my mom and my sister for pointing that out. And uh, some of you were, the rest of you were nice enough to listen to it hear it and you stayed silent and I appreciate that. Just kidding. Um, but, uh, I wanted to correct that. I meant to do it on Sunday. Forgot to do it on Sunday. So I'm correcting it this week. I hope you're doing well. I want to give you a few numbers here. I don't usually talk about this. I've talked more lately about, am I going to continue the podcast in 2024? I'm not sure yet. Still praying about it. Still considering it. Um, but so far where we are, we are, have a 19.6 thousand downloads and so i appreciate each one of you that have listened to this maybe some newcomers that are listening to this recently thank you for listening to the podcast so far every year we've increased and we'll see where we finish up this year if we're continuing to increase every year with the downloads but i appreciate all of you doing that appreciate you sharing that online hitting like on whatever you listen to if you listen to spotify hit that subscribe button if you listen to it on Apple Podcast, you hit that subscribe button, that helps. When you write a review, that helps. And some of you follow it on the Podbean. About 20 of you follow it on the Podbean, which is where the source of it is. I don't even know how you get to that, but some of you listen to it there. And then Google Podcast, all over. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. Now, let's get into this today. A cupbearer. Now, many of you faithful studiers of the Bible, you may know where I'm going with this. If you're new to the Bible, that's fine. Maybe that's why you're at this podcast, but we've been reading through the Bible. We're on a journey. We're on day 271 in our journey through the Bible. Not everybody, let me be careful, not everybody that listens to this podcast is on that journey with us, and that's okay. Some of you jumped on the boat as we're already on to this journey. We started this back in January, and uh, on the app, there's at least 20 of us or so on the Version app that are reading through this together. Others have jumped aboard as we've been on this train throughout this year, and it's unique to this year. In the last few years, I've just done a devotional study every Thursday, plus put my Sunday school on. Uh, But this year, I just wanted to journey through the Bible and just do a survey overlook of the Bible. It's not even a survey. It's really just an overlook because I haven't been diving deep into every single book. We don't have time for that. We're just trying to give you an overview of the direction of what's going on in the history of Israel And then the last few months when we get into the New Testament, really the ministry of Jesus Christ. And um, so that's what we've been talking about. But today we're at a cupbearer. You know that cupbearer. That is Nehemiah. Nehemiah's got a wonderful book uh, written, many believe, by Ezra. Some believe by Nehemiah himself. But 
But Ezra and Nehemiah ministered during a similar time. Ezra was the priest. Nehemiah was just a man's man. He was this cupbearer. He lived in the exile as well. He worked for the king. A cupbearer was a very important position. You know what they did? They would test the drink of the king before he drank. And if it was poisoned, Nehemiah would die. And this was one of their defense techniques back in that day. It was like Nehemiah was like the secret service of his time, in a sense, I guess you would say. But his duty was, I'm going to drink the king's drink before he drinks it. So if someone's trying to poison him, I'm going to die and the king lives. Interesting position he found himself in. Whether he earned that position, it is a position of trust. Because they could deceive, they could not, they, I mean, a lot of things could happen. And so it's a position of trust. It's a higher, it's a higher position but it's still a servant's position. He was in exile. But God had got him to that position, and he was he was working for the king. But things changed when he heard news from a friend, from a cousin. It's debated on how people want to say it. But when he heard news from a friend that the walls of Jerusalem were broken down. You see, some of the exiles had been released. They Under Ezra's time, as we've seen, they started to rebuild the, the foundations of the temple um, but they, had, we had talked about when Haggai prophesied during this time and everything, they begin to kind of get comfortable in their seats, in their seats, in their, in their homes. And, and they got, a, they drifted away from God and they allowed the walls to be destroyed and they were under fire. And, and when Nehemiah heard this, it burdened him. It broke his heart and he started going around the palace and he was a little bit sad, kind of moaning around a little bit. The king noticed that. Now, if you're a king, and your cupbearer seems a little discouraged. You want to know what's going on. So the king asked. Nehemiah whispers a prayer. And he asks God for wisdom. And then he just tells the king what's going on. The burden of his heart. That hey, my hometown, Jerusalem. Their walls are they're burned down. And the king uh, says, well, what can I do? And Nehemiah requests that he could go back and begin to rebuild those walls. And the king grants that. Not only did the king grant that, the king made provision for him and he provided the materials that would be needed and the protection and the escort. And, and so Nehemiah makes his way back. And so Ezra the priest has been trying to work on the people. The prophets, Haggai, Zechariah, that we've already mentioned, have been working on the people. Now Nehemiah gets back. They begin to build the temple. You're going to read on that. I think we're in Nehemiah now, but but uh, they're going to, not the temple, but the walls of the, and they're going to get it done in like 52 days. Amazing work ethic Nehemiah had they rallied the people one of the favorite passages I had when I've when I've preached on Nehemiah or in, in the from the text the book of Nehemiah is I think Nehemiah chapter number eight and there's a revival that takes place and really it happens with the preaching of the word of God Ezra gets on this in behind this makeshift pulpit it's not a, it, it, it they, he gets up above the people all the people stood as he read and he read the scriptures, and the people repented. The people got right. They were broken over it. But he read the scriptures, and a great revival broke out. Nehemiah chapter 8. Revival breaks out on the people from just simply getting back to the scriptures. Now, rebuilding this, the walls wasn't easy. They had they had some enemies, San, Sanballat and, and Tobiah and others. They were criticizing the work. They were mocking the work. It's neat study as you go through. There's a lot of attacking of the work, trying to discourage them. And in some ways it worked. And you remember what happened with these people? 
years before when they started to build the foundations of the temple and they got discouraged and they quit. I mean, this was a vulnerable people. But Nehemiah kept them focused, kept them working. There's some great passages about building the walls, some passages about family, revival. And so Nehemiah is is doing a wonderful work. Meanwhile, somewhere else, back in the uh, a palace during the time of exile, while well, some had left and other Jews are behind, there's a there's a fa- two family members cousins Mordecai and Esther. And the book of Esther is an interesting book. The name God is not mentioned anywhere in the book of Esther, but the hand of God is seen all over the book of Esther. The sovereignty of God is seen all over the book of Esther. And God preserves his people, just like in with Nehemiah this cupbearer, just an everyday man's man is used by God to re, re, see revival and through his work and through Ezra's preaching. And now, now we see a, a lady that lives in the exile and through circumstances, the king getting mad at his wife and throwing her out and having this large party, he's looking for a new queen. Mordecai suggests that Esther take part in this. Esther um, goes before the king and she pleases the king in the sense that he looked at her and thought she's beautiful, she's a wonderful lady. He takes her as his wife. I mean, she's now in a in a high position and Behind the scenes, we just think, well, I mean, but unless you know the book, you're just like, wow, she, she got a great deal here. Now look at this. But God is moving pieces into place. Because there's this man named Haman, and he hates the Jews. Absolutely hates the Jews. And he's going to work a way to have basically the Jews squashed. Ex- exterminated. I was going to say that word. I couldn't think of how to say it. I think it just got exterminated off the planet. And he had this plan to get him killed. But what he didn't know, but what God did know, and God had worked already out, is this lady named Esther was now the new queen. And she happened to be a Jew. God put her in the place to protect his people, the Jews. I read one where one place where a guy said, these were the Jews that decided to stay in exile, not go back to Jerusalem. And this is under the Persia, when Persia took over the Babylonians. So the Babylonians took over the southern kingdom of Judah, but then Nebuchadnezzar got a little prideful, and then Persia came in and took over there. Cyrus, he released some of the people. Some of the Jews stayed back. Some had to stay back, but then later others just decided to. And Esther and Mordecai seemed to be one of those. But yet God still put her in a place that when the Jews were in position, in danger, they were going to be exterminated. This man Haman was already working the king to make this happen. God put a young lady in a position. She was willing to stick her her neck out of line. Some of the most popular verses, if I die, if I perish, I perish. I mean, she knew that God had put her there for a reason. God's name is never mentioned in the book of Esther, but you see God working in a great way. I mean, so much that, oh, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to explain all of this. I mean, you got to read it. I mean, many of you did read it, but, but the king is just reading old school. He can't sleep at night. 
He's just reading some old scrolls because they wrote down all the news. It's like us going back to an old blog post or going to an old newspaper article if if you want to go back to the 90s maybe. But he's just reading the old scrolls and he happens to see something that is going to bring Mordecai, that protects Mordecai. I mean, it is just a beautiful, beautiful story. I read a book, by the way, I'll say this. Some people don't like the man, Max Lucado. He actually just came out with a very transparent. Uh, I'll let you let you read if you want to research Max Lucado. Just, I think he's a godly man. Do I agree with the guy on everything? No. Do I agree with everything he writes in every one of his books? No. But he wrote a book on Esther that I thought was very fair, very good book. And um, he's just a very humble man to the point that even though he's very publicly known, even though he's semi-retired, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do anything. He came out recently and confessed some sin that he had done, and he confessed it publicly so that the whole world knows. And he's a very popular man. He could be criticized for this, but it was a humble move on his part and uh, makes me just respect him even more, and I'll probably pick up his next book and read it. But he wrote a book on Esther, and I would recommend it to you. Max Lucado, read his book on Esther. Uh, Like I said, I, I don't endorse everything he says or does, but... But uh, it's a good book on that. And Esther was put in a position. She just yielded herself to God. She was put in a position to spare the Jews. And again, beyond what we can see, it's God protecting his chosen people. Now, let's bring this podcast to a wrap. How can we apply this? Well, let me say two things. We've talked about some prophets lately, Haggai and Zechariah. We've talked about... um, Isaiah and Jeremiah, but but this was now. I know we we're going to say Esther and Nehemiah. Well, their names are in the book of the Bible, yeah. But you know who these guys were? These Esther, Nehemiah was just a, a man's man. He could build. He was just an everyday layman. Esther was just a young lady in exile, and God still used them. Why do I say that? Because you're listening to just a guy behind a microphone. And I got a feeling that on the other side of this microphone is just some people. None of us are famous. None of us are, are talented beyond anyone else necessarily around us. We're not going to the Olympics for our athletic abilities. We're not in some special symphonies. We're not, we're, we're not unique in any of that kind. But I'm talking to some people that God loves and that God wants to use. Some people that maybe work at a factory. Some people... Uh, that maybe uh, they they work at a variety of places, and God has put you there, and God is in His sovereignty. He is working, and He wants to use you where you are. But I see two things in Nehemiah. We saw a burden, a burden to build the walls. He was broken to the place of tears, and he risked asking the king because he was so burdened over it. Are you burdened over the work of God? Does it break your heart? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to take risk like Nehemiah? And then I see Esther. She's put in a position by God, but that position didn't go to her head. She stayed humble. And what did she do? She took a risk. She said, if I perish, I perish. She stuck her neck out on the line because she put God first. What about you? What are you taking a risk on? What do you reach? What what do you, what are you burdened about? Do you care about people knowing the Lord? Do you care about people growing? Do you care about being a godly influence at work? 
Or you just kind of go with the flow? Do you share the gospel? Do you pray with passion? One of the things, and we're going to talk about this more probably as the year winds down, but one of the things I've been burdened about is prayer. I've tried a variety of things. I'm praying uh, right now. I'm typing my prayers in some ways or typing up basic bullet points of my prayers and things like that. But I've been burdened about the idea of prayer. And there's a, I don't have time to get into it. I'm 15, 16 minutes into this podcast, so I won't get into it. But but I think that, well, let me just say this, okay? You, you guys are fine. You're just driving in your car, right? You got a second? I think Elijah, We I recently I taught on Elijah. Some of you have listened to that podcast. When Elijah prayed, he was so confident and he was so in tune with God that he prayed and fire fell and he prayed and it rained. And lately I've been challenged in my own heart about when I pray, I, am I really in tune? When I say in tune, it just brought a thought to me. Now I'm 17 minutes in and still rambling, but here we go. You know you, remember, you know when you're turning the old radio? Recently I was trying to find the Colts game and I was turning the radio around and I, it got a little staticky for a little bit. You know when you get that static, it's like it's still the radio and sometimes you can kind of still hear through there a little bit, but it's just kind of staticky. It almost feels like sometimes in my prayer life, and maybe yours, that it's just static. And it's not God's fault, but it's just my own. I'm, the static is like the distractions, maybe the 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 routine, the the lack of faith. It's the busyness. It's the rush, and it's just and it it feels a little out of tune. Instead of just saying, "Hey, you know what? I want to get quiet and I want to listen." And I want to talk to God. I want to get serious. I want to pray earnestly like Elijah did. And I just want to listen to God. I want to hear the voice of God. Again, when I say that, I always got to make that caution. I'm not saying God's audible voice. But there's been times I know when I've prayed and I've known this is God. I shared a few of those in my recent Sunday school lesson. And it was actually as I was sharing those on the cuff because I wasn't planning on it that God started to burn me and say, hey, why is it on certain things like that you pray and you're so in tune and you know that I'm speaking to you? And other times it's like it's fuzzy. I don't know. Just something I've been thinking on. I don't know how I got onto that. I'm talking about a cupbearer and a, and a queen in exile. But I hope and I pray that like these two, you can just be an everyday person. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be one of the great prophets. You just got to have a burden like Nehemiah. You got to be willing to take a risk like Esther and say, you know what? I'm putting God first. Well, I went a little long today. I hope that you um, were challenged by the podcast. I hope you're enjoying your reading. If you joined this late, you say, you guys have been on this journey, and I somehow got onto this boat. If you don't know, that's a metaphor I've been using since the beginning of this. We're on a journey in a boat, whatever. You somehow got on this boat, and you're like, I don't, you guys are in the middle of all this, and I'm just joining in. Hey, you came in at a good time. You came in at a great time. It doesn't matter. We're talking Bible. We're going to get into the New Testament soon. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for being a friend of the podcast. Reach out. I would love to hear from you via email. If you're not on the email list, sign up. You say, what do I get when I sign up? Well, lately you get nothing. I'll tell you guys this, 19 minutes in, why not? I'm rambling still. 
I actually started an email to send to you guys this week, and I haven't finished it. You probably won't get it. It's been two months. I am absolutely the worst newsletter sender. I think about it maybe more than anybody. I want to write it more, maybe more than anybody. I just don't get to it, but I want to. So I encourage you still to sign up. Go to bradmcclure.org, bradmcclure.org, O-R-G. Go there. Make sure you sign up to get the email newsletter. And if it ever does come out again, you're going to be one of the first ones to get it. I appreciate the 90, I think it's 90 some of you that have signed up to get it. And uh, I'd still love to hit 100. That'd be great. Maybe I'll start writing again every week if we hit 200. I don't know. But uh, I want to encourage you to go to that. Thank you guys for being a part of the podcast. Um, seems like there's something else I was going to say. But I don't remember what it is. So have a great week. We'll see you back for the final lesson of, of Elijah. Ch- uh, we're going to be looking. I already talked a little bit about it at the end of the episode, I think, or the end of the lesson the other day. We're going to talk a little bit more, more about Elijah when he was depressed and then what he does from there, what God does to minister to his heart. So see you back on Sunday. Thank you again for being a friend of the podcast.